Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's real late, Hot 97. Um, time for another Rosenberg interview. And I'm excited for this one uh, because sometimes I love going to an interview knowing very little. And that's where I'm at right now with uh, one of Dreamville's newest artists. My man Lute is in the building. L-U-T-E, Lute. Right, right. Named after Lute Olsen, the great coach from Arizona. That's um, what is, what is Lute your real first name? Nah, Luther is my uh, my real name. And has Lute always just been your nickname? Yeah. So when people think it's like a catchy play, like why does he see it's deep because he spells loot, right? But he spells it L U T E. Yeah, it's always like uh, yeah, that that give me the loot, give me the loot, but yeah, no, it's, it's just Luther. Yeah, it's just loot. Um, and you are from Charlotte, North Carolina. True. Um, tell us the story. So how did you, uh, what what's your come up in like? How did you end up signing to Dreamville? Well, I'm from uh, I'm from like a historically black neighborhood in in Charlotte, North Carolina, West Charlotte, North Carolina, and um. Yeah, I um I was working at Walmart and Target in the airport and I actually met Cole when I was working at the uh I was working at Walmart and he found my uh my first project on Two Dope Boys. What when uh when are we talking about? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. And he just came into the store one day. No, 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 no. He was in uh he was on tour or something like that in Florida. And the story I got is a guy in Florida had asked him about the uh, the situation, like, what do you know about the uh, the artists out in North Carolina? And I'm not I'm not too sure if he said he wasn't familiar or, like, who was he missing out on? And the guy was like, "Have you ever heard of Luke?" He was like, "Nah, let me you know let me go do my research." And he found me on Two Dope Boys, and he tried to you know contact me through Twitter. And so you had already been getting posts and stuff like that in the blog days, just from sending your stuff out. How, what was your process? Yeah, I just, I just, uh, we just dropped it on two dope boys. I had a friend of mine that knew Mech, and she sent them the the project. And ever since then, it, it was generating buzz. Like we got a retweet from Pete Rock, and like I said, Cole. Shout out to Mecca from Two Dope Boys. Yeah. And those guys, they put a lot of people on. What was the first thing that they posted? Well, take us back. Uh, the the project, the full project. Yeah, the full so project. So it wasn't one, w wasn't one song. Nah. Take us, uh, what, name, what's a song I could look up on YouTube from that project? Uh, Still Slumming. Queen City Slumming, I'm sorry. Uh, what, Queen City Slumming? Mm-hmm. Boom, there it is. The first thing that comes up on uh, YouTube for you. And it's Queen City, um, that's, that's Charlotte, right? Right. Why is Charlotte called Queen City? Uh, because of the Queen Elizabeth. What is it, why? What does that mean? I mean, Queen Charlotte, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, it, she was a queen. Like, literally a queen? Yeah, literally. It's named after a queen? Yeah. Um, and this was just you on a Dilla beat? Yeah. Early loot, 2012-ish. 2012. Queen City Slumming. Let's take a listen. Yo, they want me to wild out. Instead, I style out like three stacks. Stash three stacks. Told my girl I'd be right back. Who be in that when shit pull up and tits all black? Open doors, rose gold. Round his wrist in his neck. Was round his wrist his respect. Homies gripping the tech. Cause when you iced out, you can't talk to strangers That's probably why he walked with bangers Cause those who loyal to the game become royal to the game Don't be surprised when your niggas start acting like strangers So we ride supreme cock to the side Looking famous, chain dangling Girls asking what my Twitter name is Harley tweet, but holla at me in your at mentions See, this music is real Kill beats like I ain't used to a deal We eat tracks like we ain't used to a meal West side till I die, boy, that's just how it is The city birthed me only right that I raised my brother Why I hate I got faith in my brothers For God's sake, show love for your motherfucking brother Cause them boys making noise like Horton, his a who Real niggas I salute, pussy niggas never shoot 
pistol in my coupe, try my troops, watch him leak like Ivan Ooze, knock a nigga out his cool, for some proof, over his grave where he lay, six feet underneath, watch him sleep, another brother victim of them streets, rest in peace. Well, this is dope. Appreciate it. So I understand how this happened. So how how much how much uh how much buzz came from this? Like was did it just start getting a little just got a little thing going? Yeah, because before then, man, like I said, um this just happened out of the blue. Uh when two dope boys posted it, it just it, it really generated a, a lot of buzz actually. And you know, me being me just dropping shit on, on like Facebook and stuff like that, you know, that was something new for me and, and the team that I was with. We wasn't expecting none of that. We were just, you know, making music for the hell of it. Then it, it really got serious after that. Um and influence wise, you you have you definitely have a um a vibe to you. Uh, there is a very East Coast kind of vintage feel to you, which is funny because a few years ago, I really would have viewed that as a disadvantage. Honestly, right uh, up until somewhat recently, when someone gives you sort of a nostalgic feeling, right? Like when I really would like something, I'm like, oh, this is problematic. <laughs> I like it too much. That right. means it can't go. But these days, it doesn't quite feel that way, right? Doesn't it feel like uh, you can do what you, your style of hip hop and 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 make some inroads? Honestly, um, I thought like that was, I thought like what you said. I thought that was going to be my disadvantage to be doing something so uh, nostalgic, you know, because I'm, you know, just the music today, really not, you know, on that kind of shit. So I felt like maybe maybe I I don't know if I should stick to this or if I should change it up. Um, prior to that project, and I was like, you know, I, I really didn't, I really didn't know uh, what direction to go with. But I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna stick with this because it's more true to me, versus me spitting on like a, a trap beat or something like that. So I was like, you know, I, I rather well, do Dilla. And that's and that's what makes this time that we live in so great because even in 2012, mm -hmm. though Cole was starting to see success. I mean, as you see the um, that frame thing we have from him from Mr. Nice Watch back from right. around that time and the Pop Tart. Uh, yeah, of course, and the Pop Tart. <laughs> um, Cole's success was starting. It's nothing like it is now. Right. Like, now we live in a time where J. Cole does an arena tour. Right. So it has to change what you think your ceiling can be a little bit, doesn't it? It does. Because, like, now anything's possible. If J. Cole and Kendrick can do 20,000 seaters, mm -hmm. anyone who now comes out and makes great hip-hop, you have to think there's a chance this could actually go. Right. Um, what's it been like for you? So you've been down since 2015. What have you gotten to learn from J. Cole? What is what have, have you gotten to know him? Patience. Like throughout this whole thing, I've, I've, I've learned patience, especially with sample clearances and just uh, hurdles, you know, because before then, like I said, we was just dropping music. We didn't have to worry about sample clearances and, and figuring out who producers was and, you know, paperwork and stuff like that. So this really taught me patience and, and to just stick to my craft and, and have a little faith in myself. Um, This project, uh, West 1996 Part 2 that's mm -hmm. out right now? It's out right now. And is it for sale? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so you can get it on iTunes, get Spotify, on iTunes, anything Spotify, like that. Yeah. And when you say patience, is there also patience when you're working with a label and you're working within a brand that has its own thing? There also inherently becomes a bit of a pecking order of, of order of when people are going to get to go. Mm -hmm. And from what I've been able to view, at least from the outside of Dreamville, it seemed like initially Boz was the first person who's gonna kind of get a 
get some momentum. Mm -hmm. And then Kaz came along and JID, and I know there are a couple others as well. Mm -hmm. So what about that sort of patience? Where, how do you, do you have conversations about that? Or is Cole the kind of guy who's like, listen, everyone at this point until you get bigger can make the moves you're going to make. And you know, do you, do you have to wait out other projects? Nah, I feel like, um, as far as, as, as far as I know, it's like, if, if your shit is done, it's like, when are you ready to go? It's not like, oh, you got to hold up, you know, cause Boz got something going on or Cosme have something going on. Nah, it's, it's, are you ready to go? You know, did you feel pressure to have your, to change your name to rhyme with Oz? <laughs> nah. Were you like I was thinking? I was thinking flaws would really work here. So, so they just say go. He just says go ahead when you're ready, yeah. and that's what this project is. Well, nah, that project is just accumulation of um, like I, I was done with that project in 2013. Well, I wrote it in 2013. West 1996, yeah, part two. Part two. I was done with it in 2013, and I was going to drop it in 2014, and um, and so. Uh, upon being signed, we had to go through sample clearances and finding those because all those beats on that project was from, well, the original project was from YouTube. So we had to go back and find those dudes on from YouTube and some of those people we couldn't find. And some Just of those, random beat, yeah, random, producers. Random, random producers that I was finding. And some of those people we couldn't find and some of those samples didn't get cleared. So I had to redo every song on that project at least twice. Sometimes with the same beat, sometimes with an alternate with a, version yeah, with a of the whole beat. Another version of the beat. And what? So take us through what it means. What <clears throat> West nineteen ninety six? What does that mean? Well, I'm from the west side of Charlotte, and I first fell in love with hip hop in ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. A ninety six is still um, is still first run Wu Tang era. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pre Wu Tang Forever. I think. 95 was Cuban links and and liquid swords right that's 95 but 96 is still I mean that's what's banging at the time right were you right. were you, is that what you were very into was it Wu-Tang era stuff yeah Wu-Tang era stuff outcast um my brother because I, I I fell in love with hip-hop through my brother's CDs when he went to the military and uh, left back like a whole treasure trove of CDs and stuff like that and normally my brother wouldn't let me go through his shit or you know go through his room not alone, like, you know, his personal thing. So when he went to the military, he left all that behind. Just tons of CDs. Yeah, just tons of CDs, and I went through them. So it was 96, but some of the CDs were older. Cause yeah, this was like some of the, most of the CDs were 96 era, but this was like an older time. Because I was going to say, because uh, 96 was outcast in between projects. Right. They were between uh, AT Aliens right. and the next one. It was one. just the era that the I felt out. was so like, you know, it, 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 it resonated with me more. It's amazing. It is. It is amazing how many like at the time. Mm. <laughs> I remember in '96 being like, "Nothing will be 1993," <laughs> and then like you go back and look, and like every year was pretty good. Like even as you see the anniversaries coming up right now mm. of '97, I'm like, "Damn, '97 still had a lot of stuff going." Right. Like we just had, I think the 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 19-year anniversary of uh, it was '98, I believe. Yeah, I think it was '98. Mm -hmm. Was the anniversary of that day that Love Movement, Black Star, Outkast, and Jay Z all dropped on the same day? So like, even well through that time, it was just awesome. Uh, who who would you cite as your absolute favorite? So do you have uh, any group that's particularly the most or, or artist that's the most influential? Well, ODB is like my favorite artist of all time. Really? Yeah. Like if somebody was like, enough. "Yo, who's your who's your uh, top five dead or alive?" ODB is number one. Why? Always. What is it about ODB? He had no filter. He, was, he wasn't afraid to show who he was, even his flaws, you know, and I, I love that about him. 
Yeah, you don't find a lot of artists who say the words, I came out my mama pussy, I'm on welfare. Man. You know? And, right. and together like that, too. That's what I find particularly amazing. Yeah, he wasn't afraid. I just, I felt like he wasn't afraid to show who he was and his flaws and all. Do you, what, which, obviously the first album is incredible, but how, how, how far do you go with Old Dirty? Like, did you like the second album? Interviews. Uh, yeah, I, I listen to the albums, but it's, it's more so the interviews with me. Even with Pac, like, I love Pac's music, but it's just seeing him, seeing who he was in, in the real world is what I really fuck with artists the most. Like, who they are as a person. That's a very, well, with, with Dirty, it was completely right. unfiltered. There's no, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. There's, a, there's an old Dirty script that's been going around Hollywood for a while. And to me, that's such a tough project to touch at this point while his image is still fresh mm -hmm. because he's so unique. Like, he is such yeah. an incredible character. You never get another soul like him. Man. Never. Like, he, he's, at the same time, though, the time would be good because Old Dirty's son, um, it reminds me of him so much that it, I do think it could work. I've only seen, like, one interview of him. I haven't, like, really... What, with his son? Yeah, with his son. I oh, haven't seen or heard his music so his, or nothing like that. So his son, who I haven't seen in a long time, I, I really should reach out to. Uh, I still have his number. Um great kid mm -hmm. and i never got to know old dirty because you know i was just a kid right watching from afar but i feel like i know his spirit like you can feel it through his son um wow that's deep do you know this record uh let's see I know all the time, fellas, it's hard to use the chosen because you can't breathe. It's all close to now. Put the beat on. Put the beat on. Just everyone appreciate that he's rapping about VD. And he always <laughs> talks about that he got VD twice. Like, it's a known thing that he got VD. And he says... That's I know, what I'm saying. Like, like you, who you says that? Like, you don't get people that's that unfiltered. He says, I know sometimes, fellas, it'd be hard to use a Trojan. You shit can't breathe. It feels all closed in. <laughs> Hold on. Let's just give him a minute. Old Dirty. I know all the time, fellas, be hard to use a Trojan. Because you can't breathe. It feels all closed in. You want to slip it off. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Why wouldn't I hurt myself for? I was walking down my blocks and my block would grow. Said peace to this girl. Girl said hello. Well, hell is low and the lowest you can go. It's 32 degrees below zero. So I started to rain on this young brain. He also could really rap. Like there's, there's all these different layers that made him special too. And he's one of the artists I bring up now hmm. when people from the 90s hate on the new artists like the young thugs and the people mm -hmm. like that i'm like you realize that like old dirty was totally unconventional right there was nothing right. conventional and his name were like all these rappers with the names i can't keep track of your his name was old dirty bastard right. guys at the time in 1993 4 5 when he was popping we thought that that name was crazy back then too by the way he starts i just want to be clear <clears throat> he starts brooklyn zoo <clears throat> by just saying shit that's just his first ad lib. Listen. That's my shit too. Shit. <laughs> I bust that nigga ass right now. Ain't no nothing niggas can't fuck what? One of the hardest records of all time. All time. I mean, this if you're ever in a period in your life when you need energy 
to oh, just all the time. Like to just hate. You just want to fuck people up. Just sit and listen to this record. It'll put you in such a space. Yeah. Have you ever heard this one? I'm gonna give you one more gem. Have you ever heard this Mr. C freestyle? Hold on. Yeah. This is crazy. This a warning. This is all dirty. This is most psycho. I'll have to turn off the microphone so y'all can hear. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. Kick some bars too, but just the <laughs> screaming is so good. Like, my name is the old dirty bass. My game to kick your ass. Dang, flip your stripping. That's my skills. Niggas, you're tripping. Coked up from slipping. You're the one who's ripping. I'm not OP. That ain't no shit. Andy Griffin, you dropped the flip. My mom hated this dude, man. Your mom would thought you yeah, were losing your like, mind. No, she was like, "What tripping. is this music?" Dude, tripping. Well, I, I loved it, man. Yeah, the, he, there's a the, him, him and X. I think have an energy that you can't really mm. describe. That's why I love, you know. And I hope X is taking care of himself because it, I'm so happy he's still around and we're able to like feel DMX's energy mm. sometimes because it's such a unique and crazy energy. Uh, what can you tell us about this project? What could people... Obviously, when we played the part, I'm sure a lot of people listening who heard you were like, yes, these are the kind of bars I like. This is the kind of, this is the kind of rap I like. What can you tell us about the project? Like, what, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about it? How would you describe well, it? Well, really, like, what I want to get, what I want people to take from it is um, being greater than your circumstances and really believing in yourself and, and not really worried about, you know, uh, where you come from and, and just really focusing on, like, who you are. Because, you know, I, I come from a neighborhood that's, like, you were saying it's historically black, correct? Yeah, it's historically black, and you know whether or not you know it was it was good for bringing the people up, and it was good for bringing the people down as well. But um, yeah, like I said, like I come from an environment where it's, it's it wasn't all good, so I wanted, and I also didn't graduate high school either. So the whole time, you know, I'm thinking like, how far did you make it? What year? Eleventh uh, grade. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened? I dropped out. And I was going. I was going back to. I went to a community college to go back and get like my GED. I was actually going back to get my high school diploma, and I was like, Nah, this ain't gonna work. And then I went back to go get my GED, and I was like, Nah, this shit ain't gonna work either. And I remember my aunt telling me like, Yo, like just know from here on out, like your life is gonna be harder than your friends. And if you cool with that, I'm cool with that. And at one point it was like, Nah, I'm, I'm not cool with that. So that's why I went back to go get my GED. But then it's like, Nah, you know what? That's an interesting point though. She made just know that because yeah, you didn't graduate, because you didn't graduate, your life is gonna be harder than your friends. And I remember um, it was called the crap building. I remember uh, just going out of the class and sitting on the steps, like, Damn, you know what? My life gonna be harder than my friends. Then. And did you ever did you ever get the GED? Nah, it never happened. Nah, it never happened. Um. How has how has your life gone right now? Like at this point, are you do you feel like you've now made it past where you no longer need to worry about the fact that your life could have been harder from a regular job standpoint? True. I mean, I'm I'm always gonna have that in the back of my head, no matter. Like, like damn, if this falls off, I gotta go back to the workforce. True. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm always gonna have that in the back of my head that I didn't graduate high school. You know, I don't care where I'm at in life. 
you know, it's always gonna be that void there. But I feel like I'm 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 gonna be good without it regardless. What did you what did you drop out to do? To work. Oh, you just left. You realize this isn't for me. Yeah, I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. And where'd you go work? Uh my first job I was working at a cafeteria. Like my mom got me in. I was seventeen. And you had to be at that time, uh you had to have like a workers permit or yeah, something yeah. like that. So my mom, she uh put in a word at her bosses and um and I was working at a, ca- a cafeteria at a truck stop. Oh my and God. To, uh, you, you're sure that you, you really thought that was better than school, huh? Nah, I didn't. I didn't, but I just knew that school wasn't for me though. So I, I had to make it, I had to make it work either way. It's so interesting when I find people who think school isn't for them. I mean, obviously everyone's experience is different in terms of what their school is like and also who they are as people. Right. But like it's it's interesting because I remember in high school, I was like, this is for me. This is not the work part, but the work wasn't that hard. Right. You're obviously a smart dude. So it's not like I remember in high school, I would spend most days I would get most of my work done in school. Like I would just sit in class and finish all my homework. Yeah, I wasn't that guy. And I was I would like, I'm gonna get home and just sit around and do nothing all day. Cause the work it wasn't hard. And there were chicks in school. Like, where, where else did it do? <laughs> right. You were just at a truck stop. <laughs> so what, what did you do after the truck stop? Uh, I worked at a grocery store, Harris Cedar. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. At least yeah, we're getting some yeah. healthier options. Yeah, you know, yeah. The payroll is getting a little higher. There you go. <laughs> and then when did you make the big elevation to Walmart and Target? Uh, that was after I got fired from there. Why'd you get to, fired? Um, Being late. Mm. Yeah. So how are you gonna quit school and then be late for your exactly. job? What yeah, are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? My priorities went there. So so would you also say that regular work life is it for you? Like is this artist life exactly what is meant for you? I feel so, yeah. I was always a creative, like, you know, whether it would be art or um music. So I felt like one of these things were gonna get me to where I was gonna go. Um back to West nineteen ninety six. Any features on here? Yeah, on on part two. Yeah, on part two. Sorry. Yeah, um, a friend of mine arrived from uh from a group I used to be in, uh, a local artist named Elevator. What group J did you used to be in? Forever FC. Okay. And uh, a local artist named Elevator J, Earth Gang, and um, a guy named GQ. Okay, dope. And when did West nineteen ninety six part one come out? Uh, it came out on twenty. Oh, the part one part came one. out in February of two thousand twelve. February two thousand twelve. Yeah. So all that the stuff we just played was from that. The uh, Queen City Slumming. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, from all the way from back all then. From, and how yeah. many projects have there been between? That's it. That's it? Yeah. So the last few years, you were just running, making connects, building. Nah. What were you doing? Nah, in between 2012 and when I dropped this. You locked away from murder? Um, nah, I Okay, wouldn't. keep going. <laughs> I was just <laughs> trying nah, to take a guess. Nah, um, I was working. Like, music wasn't my priority. I wasn't even making music. Music wasn't my priority because I, I had a daughter on the way. Got it. So I was working at... Uh, the airport before my daughter came while my my daughter's mom was pregnant with I was working at the airport what job at the airport I was fueling planes oh my god yeah it's like it's like you're writing a book on the shittiest jobs right, right, ever, right. you've ever lived and I, so I, don't I had to, I got fired from that job which I was eventually going to quit that job anyway cuz I was coming home smelling like jet fuel and I got a you know got a pregnant baby mom no, at the no, crib, that so that work. wasn't going to work but um and then I I was working third shift at Target damn yeah and all of this time, and then at what point, what what made it change? So what, when did you go from working guy to no, I'm just gonna go for the music? Uh, Creative Loafing had did a had did a spread on Forever FC, and the guy asked Rye, uh, one of my homeboys, like, "Yo, what is he doing? Like since 2012, like why why hasn't he made any music?" And he's like, "Shit, I don't know. Like if I had a daughter, I have a lot to write about." And at that moment, I was like, "Damn, you know what? He's right. Like I'm so busy." Being caught up in this life, 
or, you know, check the check kind of shit, not realizing that I do have a story to tell. So that made me write West 1996 part two. And then, and then while you were writing it and working is when everything else started happening? Nah, ain't nothing happened yet. I was just working. I was just writing. And like I said, I had already made it. But part two didn't come out till just now. Right, right. So so what triggered the dream? What triggered everything else happening in that time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was working on, I was working on uh, part two in 2013. Yeah. And then I was about to drop it in uh, 2014. And the day I was about to drop it, Cole had gave me a call. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And he was like, yo, man, because I already gave it to my boy Scott. And Cole was like, yo, I heard the project, bro. This shit is like fire. And and I can hear the pain in your voice. And he's like, yo, man, it's reminiscent of the shit that you dropped in, uh, in 2012. And I feel like I, I want to help. He was like, yo, if you can hold on to it for me so I can get it to the people that I need to get to. He's like, yo, it, it'll, be, it'll be love because I, I really want to help you. But if you want to drop it today, drop it. That's cool. But if you can hold on to it for me, I can uh, get it to where it need to be. And I sat there. I was like, "Damn, man, I really want to drop this shit tonight, though." I mean, you know, Damn, you morning. were you were ready? Yeah, I was, I was ready. Like I had it, had it all mapped out, all planned out. I had already told my fans previously that day, like, "Yeah, the shit's dropping tomorrow." So in my head, I'm thinking, "Damn, like, do I want to drop this shit or do I want to hold it?" And that's a hard feeling because you have a very small fan base, but they're your fan base, right? And you're like, "How am I going to screw over the little group that's <laughs> right, actually exactly. waiting for me?" Exactly. So I held on to it, and I, I'm the whole time thinking, like, "Damn, I don't know if I made the right decision," but. At the same time, I was like, "What, you know, Cole said he was going on. Cole said he got me, so I was like, yo, I'm going to trust in that. Because he really felt like, yo, he, he just felt like he really wanted to help the situation. And so I held on to it, and then he called me again. Now, I was still working at Target. And he called me again that August and was like, yo, um, if you, uh, if you, can, if you can take off a couple, a couple of days, I'm going on the Forest Hill Drive Tour. He's like, yo, um, I'll re-compensate you for the days that you missed because I know you're working and you just had a baby. And I was like, man, I just got fired two days ago. Like, I'm I'm ready to go. And that was in that was August of that year. And then um, after that, the how long you go out with him for? I went out there for maybe three weeks. And and then that's when uh, E was like, yo, uh, still slumming on the project. He's like, uh, that shit's fire. He's like, you want to put it on Revenge of the Dreamers too? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that shit. And, um, but at first I was kind of nervous about it for the simple fact that you got Bosch, you got Kaj, you got Omen, and then you got Cole on uh, Folgers Crystals. And I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit not going to fit. So I, I'm thinking like, damn, to the Dreamville fans, they might be like, yo, what the fuck is this? Uh, what the fuck is this? Is this uh, still slumming shit? But he put it on there, dropped it, and it got love. So I was like, damn, okay. And then that's when after that they announced the signing. And then, you know, I think I come to the situation with a complete project from 2013, and then we got to go through sample clearances, and then it made me realize how incomplete this shit was. <laughs> yeah, you're you like, know? this is not done. Right. It was done for the version was you done. were going to yeah, put out. It was done for me, but not when now you have a- with a whole nother ball game in the situation, it was so incomplete, and yep. that kind of that took me for a loop for a while. And uh, just really going back to find these producers, going back to... Um, clearing these samples to samples not getting cleared to people not being found. And it's like, damn, like I'm really, I, I really thought, you know, I had this shit all together to realize I really didn't have it all together. So. And now we have it. Right. And now it's out. Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can find music. West 1996 Part 2. Loot, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. 
I am very excited to leave the station and sit and listen to this project, man. Nah, real shit, man. I appreciate you having me. Loot, stand up. Dreamville one time. Thank you, bro. Nah, thank you. Cheers.